How would you like to learn new skills and face exciting new challenges by becoming a medic in the Royal Air Force? RAF Medical Services offer a wide variety of roles with great benefits and exciting opportunities. I'm Lucy Coward and I've been talking to doctors, nurses, dentists and physiotherapists about what life is like in the RAF. These are no ordinary medics. They're trained to care for sick or injured military personnel and civilians, sometimes in areas of conflict both on the ground and in the air. This time I'm joined by RAF nurses Enoch and Mano, who tell me what it's like to join the RAF when you're new to nursing. Enoch started by telling me about when he made the decision. So I saw the green light around um, during my second year of uh, my degree, then started my application to the RAF. As soon as I qualified, I then went from basic training. I was there for eight weeks and then posted to Portsmouth where I actually started working as a qualified nurse. So what attracted you to the RAF? So I had uh, a few recommendations from some of my friends and they told me to have a look into it and see. When I went for my interview, because initially the RAF will invite you for an interview to tell you what they offer. And it was exactly what I wanted to, to go for at the time. Why? What particular things made you think, yeah, this is for me? They offered travel, they encouraged sport, the camaraderie, meeting new people. I could travel the world um, at the time where I wanted to do exactly that. And I didn't think the NHS would offer me that chance. And Mano, I mean, that's true. I mean, there are a lot of extra attractions, I suppose, about being a nurse in the RAF. Do you agree with that? I do, yeah. You know, for me, uh, I've got two boys and I'm a single mom. And of course, the pay is better. <laughs> But not only that, I, I wanted to bring up my boys in an environment where, you know, they can be influenced. So, you know, that was one of the, the key points for me. But you did work. You have worked in the NHS. Yeah, I qualified in 2017 and I love my job. I really do. But I happened to go to, you know, to a job fair in Birmingham and I happened to talk to one of the uh, Royal Air Force nurses and I loved what they shared and, you know, also the benefits with RAF, you know, it's one of the benefits where, you know, you don't only, you know, develop your career, but also, you know, they promote fitness. So when I looked at, you know, the job that I was doing at the time and what I was offered or what was shared with me, should I say, uh, it made sense for me to, you know, to switch because I knew that the Air Force would give me know something that the NHS wasn't giving me. Because you've always been in the care profession haven't you? I have actually you know it's interesting I started caring when I was seven so you know caring is all I've ever known so you know I, I'm, I'm pleased to to be where I am today. And Enoch Mano there talked about well you both did you both talked about the sporting opportunities but I know one one of the things about the application that might throw up a few question marks for some people 
is the fact that you have to be quite physically fit. You know, there's a basic level of fitness required if you want to be an RAF nurse. So what's, what are you told about that? And how does that become part of the recruitment and, and training process? So when I went for the interview, I was told that was one of the basic requirements. Uh, the RAF does is not looking at uh, weightlifters or, <laughs> you know, people who are overly fit. They just wanted basic fitness. I'm a runner. I love running. I do long distance. So for me, that came as easy for uh, at the time because I just carried on with my running. And when I went for my fitness, I, I passed. Uh, on contrary, you know, to Enoch, um, I know I've been running uh, for charity. So I've been lucky enough to do London Marathon to take part in that and a few others. But, you know, when you run for charity, you're not competing with anyone. You know, you, you run the race to finish the race. That is the, the goal. So when I was thought about the fitness, I knew that I needed to, you know, to work on my speed. I needed to work on my, my strength, the upper body. But I didn't allow it to put me off. I knew that if I really wanted to be a nurse in the Air Force, that was the requirement that I needed to work towards. Was there any assistance in getting you to the point where you could comfortably pass it? Uh, I, I was lucky enough, you know, my, my AFCO was quite supportive in uh, giving me the information of what was expected of me. I had my friends at, back home support me on that journey. Did you just say AFCO? What's that? So it is uh, a local yeah. recruitment agency. Yeah. They guide you through through your career. So I think for us, and maybe this would be the same for Enoch, we knew exactly what we wanted, the goals to become a nurse. But for other people, especially those that join when they're really young, they go through that process where, you know, sometimes there's a few tests that they have to do. And depending on the score they get, that might help to guide as to what career would suit them better. So, Enoch, would you say that there's good support if you're just starting out, if you're a fledgling applicant? Yes, Lucy. Basically, as soon as I I picked the interest to join the RAF, I went through the recruitment website. I registered my interest and then they connected me to a local recruitment agency. They have these across the country. So depending on where you live, they will connect you to the nearest possible. So mine was in London at the time. I made contact. They gave me all the info I needed for my job role, and they were job specific. From there, I was then booked for the initial interview that I earlier on talked about, where I had to go to Cranwell. I stayed there for a night, free accommodation. They will give you free breakfast. And um, yeah, it was really good. And the following day, I then had the interview, which was also job specific, telling me about nursing, what I had applied for. They will tell you all the information, what they do, what they expect from you as a nurse. And you also have time to ask you know, questions about what you would expect them to offer you. So from there, you then given time to go back, reflect on the interview and uh, see whether you're still happy to carry on. It is not a required commitment at that time, you know, for you to start the application. However, you sent the link to the actual application uh, from there. When you're ready, 
you start the application and then you get also a point of contact. I had someone to follow me all through the application process as well as the local uh, AFCO. You would hope that when people apply, they've got a pretty good idea of, of what they want to do. But it's, I guess that's important to stress that you do have a moment to reflect. You do have a moment to make sure after that day that it's really something that you want to to pursue. Exactly, exactly. And which is not in the NHS, because with the NHS, uh, most of my friends, you apply for a job, code for the interview straight away. And then it's either give or take. <laughs> you either, you know, commit to it or, you know, you just have to drop the application and uh, start in all over again. Hmm. So, and, and Mano, yeah. how important did you find that support? Wow, you know, it was very, very important to me because I, I really didn't know much about the Air Force to start with. I remember, you know, a job, you know, when I went to the to the job fair and I was speaking to this loveliness, I can't remember her name. I hope one day I'll meet her. And I say to her, because, you know, I think the word, you know, royal for me that, you know, it put me off. I come from Zambia. It, would I qualify to work for the Royal Air Force? And and when she said, oh, yeah, you know, you, you can. And I say to her, I'm like, look at me. I'm black. I'm from Zambia. And, you know, I've got locks. I've got, you know, what you guys, everyone else would refer to as dreadlocks. Would I, you know, do I have a place in RAF? And she's like, of course you do. So I think to have that support and from day one to to where I am, you know, you know, they were there, they were there to, you know, to support me through that journey. You know, initially I actually applied to become an officer. I'm glad that I, I didn't do well in that interview because it's given me time to to reflect on what I really want to do in future. So that wasn't the end. When I when they told me I didn't do well, they gave me that option to say, okay, you can come back maybe after 12 months in a year's time, you can reapply or you can join in as non-commissioned nurse. And then whenever you're ready to commission, you know, there will be support in place for you. So I think having that reassurance was really, really important because, you know, it made me realize that I need a job, but they also, you know, they appreciate the fact that I am making an effort to be part of the organization. So, yeah, that was very, very important to me. Yeah, it didn't have to be a finite thing. Again, you were allowed flexibility. You were allowed a bit of breathing space to figure out how best to proceed for you. And now here you are and loving it by the sounds of it. So what's the best thing that you've got to work on so far? Um, so currently I'm in ED, which is any, that was the place where I, you know, I want to be. And, you know, when I joined the unit, they asked me, where do you see yourself? What would you want to do? And I told them, and I had to start on, you know, surgical assessment unit, but eventually, you know, I only came to the unit in June. I, I'm in ED where I want to be. So I'm so grateful that, you know, they've looked at, you know, my choice. You know, what do I really want to do? Where do I feel out itself? And also, you know, they've given me that opportunity. And within nursing, have you had any experiences that you think, gosh, I wouldn't have, have had this if I'd been in a NHS situation? I think the support that you get from your colleagues, uh, it makes you appreciate being in the military as a nurse. You know that you are never on your own. Everyone is always there to support you, which is very, very different from the NHS uh, when I was when I worked in the NHS. 
But being where I am, I feel there's no excuse to not excel because the support system is brilliant. And Enoch, can you describe a moment or or a day or an experience to me perhaps where you've, at the end of it, thought, I'm here and this is why I'm here. This is why I chose the RAF. I've not got a lot I can uh, tell you that I've achieved yet. However, I do have some strong points where I still have no regrets for joining the RAF. I've uh, been participating in the Army sports events, uh, mainly uh, running cross-country. That has been really amazing. I've met so many people. We've won some trophies as a group, and that is time you get and it's still paid off time. So it's not like, for instance, if I was in the NHS, if I wanted to participate in such events, I've got to either use my annual leave or take unpaid leave. However, mm. in the RAF and where I am, you get that time off within your paid time. It is an option. You don't have to be you know, that great or you don't have to participate if you're not really keen. There are so many opportunities and it doesn't have to be local. It can be nationwide. It can be global. You can go anywhere. I've had friends going skiing in different countries and it it is really great. And that is one of the reasons as to why I joined. But how do you think you'd feel or will feel about being deployed? Yeah, deployment is also another key why I joined because for me I see no reason to serve without deployment. How do you feel when you think about that possibility? For my job role I'm very very positive and uh, I know that you know I'll be out there to be able to look after people save people's lives so that is something I want to do. I mean how about you Mano with your boys to consider? I joined because I wanted to travel I've got the boys, but they're not a reason why I should not dare to dream. So when that was offered about, you know, deploy the possibility of deployment, I prepared my boys, you know, from day one, you know, we talked about it. You know, my kids are in boarding school anyway, so I know that they're well looked after. Should that time come, I know that they're fine, they'll be fine. Have you heard any, had any chats with any of your colleagues about it? And what what have you learned, I suppose, from them and from talking to them in, in an effort to prepare yourself? Or does nothing really prepare you? I think as part of our training, resilience is one thing that they drill in you. So I don't have to know what it will throw at me. I have got the resilience to, you know, to face whatever is, you know, is required of me. I remember in my initial stage when I was applying, a very good friend of mine wasn't so keen on the idea of joining. And she said to me, you know, what if you're called out to the wall and and you have to fight or you you might get killed? And that was in the midst of the, the pandemic. And I say to, to my friend, today I can go to the hospital I can catch COVID. I can die. You can die anywhere. So deployment, bring it on. We're ready. We're prepared for that. When will you get to a point where you may be deployed? How much more training of the pair have you got to do? Yeah, there's still a few courses. I think there's two courses that I need to do. One, I'm doing it in June and all being well. I'm doing the other one in September. I think after that, we should be ready to be deployed I have had the sense that there's a really a familial culture 
Yes, that, that is my experience. My youngest is 10 and my squadron leader, she's aware of the fact that I'm on my own. She told me, she's like, you know, we are here to support you because I was a bit worried because my oldest son is moving to another school. And then the school they go to, they, they will not be boarding at the weekend from September. So I was trying to juggle, do, do I move Ethan as well to where Andrew is going? And my squadron leader said to me, you know, don't worry about that. We'll leave Ethan to finish where he is. And then after that, you know, that's when we can look at deployment. So, you know, there's that, uh, there's a culture to say we are here. We want you to be, you know, the best version that you can ever be. If there are any challenges that you are facing, we are here, you know, we are a family, we're here to support you. So, yeah, you know, it does help. That is one thing that you'd never, ever get in the NHS. You know, I think joining the RAF is the best adult decision that I made for me. So as you reach out to others, just let them know that they've got nothing to lose, but quite a lot to gain by, by joining. Are you up to the challenge? RAF Medical Services is actively recruiting now. To find out more about becoming a medic in the Royal Air Force, Search Royal Air Force Medical Services. Royal Air Force. No ordinary job. <laughs>